Hear now a reading from Ephesians. Therefore, as a prisoner of the Lord, I encourage you to live as people worthy of the call you received from God. Conduct yourselves with all humility, gentleness, and patience. Accept each other with love and make an effort to preserve the unity of the Spirit with the peace that ties you together. You are one body and one Spirit, just as God also called you in one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all who is over all, through all, and in all. God has given grace to each one of us measured out by the gift that is given by Christ. Christ gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. His purpose was to equip God's people for the work of serving and building up the body of Christ until we all reach the unity of faith and knowledge of God's Son. God's goal is for us to become mature adults, to be fully grown, measured by the standard of the fullness of Christ. As a result, we aren't supposed to be infants any longer who can be tossed and blown around by every wind that comes from teaching with deceitful scheming and the tricks people play to deliberately mislead others. Instead, by speaking the truth with love, let's grow in every way into Christ, who is the head. The whole body grows from him as it is joined and held together by all the supporting ligaments. The body makes itself grow in that it builds itself up with love as each one does its part. This is the word of God. So my mother's sister, my Aunt Vicki, was my favorite aunt ever. I love her so much. I miss her a lot. She had one of the most active imaginations of anyone I've ever experienced, and she was constantly telling me stories. Only problem was, is I was not always sure when it was just a story. She loved to pull my leg. She'd spin these wild tales. She would hook me and reel me in. I would be so captivated by her story and so convinced that every word was absolutely true until finally she couldn't contain her evil little smile any longer and she would dissolve into this raucous belly laughter. Well, most of the time I would also laugh, but sometimes it just made me mad, especially if her tail hinted at the promise of some adventure or some treat. I mean, she would get my hopes up that there was some fun or tasty thing on its way and then all of a sudden she'd cut bait on those occasions, if I had had the vocabulary at that time, I would have characterized her as absolutely deceptively scheming. I felt tossed about, certainly, by her tricks, almost all the time. As I grew up, I wasn't as easily fooled. As my experience and maturity grew, I could better discern when she was telling the truth and when she was misleading me. I even managed eventually to actually pull a few tricks on her. God wants for us to grow up, not so that we can pull tricks on other people, 
but certainly so that we can spot the tricks of others and avoid them, so that we can spot the truth. According to Ephesians, one of the primary ways that we mature as Christians and as a Christian community is through the practice of discerning and living into our spiritual gifts. Today is week two of our worship series, Serving from the Heart, by a book of, uh, that is based on a book by the same title by Carol Cartmill and Yvonne Gentile. Last week, we learned that God calls us to serve and God's spirit empowers us to serve by giving us spiritual gifts. Now, this week's scripture isn't all that different from last week. It echoes many of the same themes. I mean, it affirms that we are called and gifted by God for the purpose of building up the body of Christ. And again, there's emphasis on unity in the spirit, unity of the body, the metaphor that we were introduced to last week that helps us understand that each and every one of us is absolutely essential if this community is to be healthy and if it's to live so fully into its mission that uh, we are very effective. Well, Ephesians also emphasizes this idea of maturity. Discerning and using our spiritual gifts is also essential, it would seem, if we are to grow and mature as Christians. Well, the community in Ephesus was not all that mature. In Ephesus, the Gentile church and the Jewish church were on a collision course. The Gentiles had fully embraced the freedom they'd received in Christ, so much so that they had completely abandoned many spiritual practices, some of which were helpful. Among them were many of the Jewish traditions and practices and laws, which they felt like were odd or somehow arcane. Things like circumcision, things like observing certain food and purity laws. Well, on the other hand, the Jewish people, they think the Gentiles are completely and totally relativizing morality by ignoring their rules and regulations. I'm really glad that we don't have that issue these days. The author of Ephesians, in an effort to unify the church, points them all to recognize and celebrate what can happen when diverse communities are united in Christ. Because here's the deal. By God's grace, each and every one of us receives from a broad range of spiritual gifts. And if each person claims and lives into their own gifts while simultaneously affirming the gifts of their brothers and sisters... I mean, a rich community of faith can serve God much more effectively because of its diversity. There's a Greek word in verse 12. It's the word that is translated as equip. The verse says his purpose was to equip God's people for the work of serving and building up the body of Christ. Well, that Greek word that's translated as equip is derived from a verb that can also be translated as to restore or to reconcile. So this verse could just as easily read Christ's purpose was to reconcile God's people for the work of serving. Apparently we are reconciled, at least in part, 
through the practice of discerning and living into our spiritual gifts, to being faithful to the call that God's placed on our lives, and to trusting that God has given us what we need to fully live into it. I think it's because the work of discerning and faithfully using our gifts requires an attitude of prayer. I mean, we can't discern what God has in store for us if we aren't prayerful. It's an attitude that keeps us focused on God through Christ. We're focused on God, not rules, not laws, not regulations, not doctrine. I think sometimes in the church we confuse doctrinal orthodoxy with maturity. We think that if we can just get our doctrine right, if we have the answers, then somehow we're all grown up. We've arrived. But growing in Christ, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about being in relationship with Christ. It's about knowing who God is, and it's about knowing who we are. As we learn who God is and who we are, we can grow to more fully embody our call. And we do this through Jesus Christ. I suspect that that's why the author says that we are equipped for the work of serving until we all reach the unity of faith and knowledge of God's Son. It's in the serving through our spiritual gifts that we come to better understand and know Jesus Christ. And the better that we know Jesus, the more we can mature and grow. When I first began to hear my call to ministry, to ordain ministry, the whole idea just seemed very surreal to me. I couldn't wrap my head around it. I hadn't told anybody other than my husband and a few people that were really close to me. And my husband and I went to have dinner with our neighbors. They had no idea what I was considering, none whatsoever. Well, while we were there at their house, I kept having, you know, those little out-of-body experiences. You step outside yourself and you're kind of observing the situation, you know. And I kept wondering, what would this experience be like if they knew that I was feeling called to ordained ministry? I mean, I had all sorts of notions in my head about what a real pastor or a real preacher should look like and act like, what they should be like. Well, it wasn't me. That feeling stayed with me throughout seminary, all the way until graduation, and then when I was commissioned and appointed to my first church to be in full-time ministry as a pastor and preacher, the feeling intensified, actually. I went to this breakfast for pastors right after I had been um, commissioned and appointed at First United Methodist Church, and there was a person there from this seminary who came up to me and they said, so, how's it going, Tracy? How are you enjoying your new church? What's it like being a pastor? And without even thinking, what came out of my mouth was, I feel like a fraud. <laughs> I didn't even realize until that moment when those words popped out of my mouth that that is how I was feeling. I hadn't been able to articulate it very well up until that point. 
I just couldn't reconcile my image of a pastor with my image of myself. Didn't make any sense to me. So I called a mentor of mine, a real pastor, the person who actually got me into all this. And I described to him what I was feeling and I said, how do I do this? How do I reconcile the way that I feel on the inside with this role that I'm wearing on the outside? I mean, how do I serve as a pastor and preacher with integrity when this skin is so ill-fitting? He told me, he said, you know, Tracy, over time, over time, as you live into the role that God's called you to, and he had to remind me that it was actually God's fault, not his fault, <laughs> that as I lived into the gifts that God had given me and honed them and practiced them, that eventually I would begin to recognize who God had created me to be in who I would come to know myself to be. The two would become consistent in Christ. It's proven to be true. I mean, over the years, I've gotten a lot more comfortable in this skin. I feel a lot more uh, integrous. I think that's a word. Y'all, we are all called to serve God. And we are equipped by God. To grow in Christ is to grow in our knowledge of God and in knowledge of ourself. And one way that we do that is to recognize the gifts that God's given us and the call that God's placed on our lives and to live into that. Until eventually, when we are fully grown, or as we become more fully grown, we begin to see ourselves as God does in Christ. In our journey towards maturity as Christians, Christ is both the means and the end. As we grow and mature as Christians, we are growing in likeness to Christ, and it is through Christ that we get there. So I want to invite all of us to continue on this journey. If you missed week two of the Spiritual Gifts Workshop, it's not too late to get get involved. Next week during the Sunday school hour, we'll have the third of the three workshops. And we'll also have our ministry link. It's our uh, ministry fair where you will have the opportunity to connect the gifts and talents and your personality type, all of those things to concrete real ministry opportunities that are available through this church. If you haven't taken the spiritual gifts inventory yet, you can find a link to it on our website. I hope that you will Find it and take that inventory this week so that when you come next week, you'll be prepared to connect with the ministry opportunities that God is calling you to. Amen.